Okay, pretty interesting and kind of cool thing happening tonight in Major League Baseball. The Yankees and the White Sox will play a game. Now, that's not necessarily newsworthy, but it's where it's taking place. They're going to play tonight in Iowa in a makeshift ballpark that has been created next to, yes, the infamous Field of Dreams. Of course, made famous by the 1989 film starring Kevin Costner. And for more on this, here's our friend film critic Peter Howell, who joins us now on Global News Radio. Peter, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jeff. How are you doing? Yeah, well, thanks. Uh, what do you think of this idea? I think that this is uh, really going to get a lot of eyeballs on uh, TV tonight, and a lot of people are going to be kind of uh, bathed in some nostalgia, I think. Yep, if you build it, they will come. <laughs> yes, to quote the famous uh, phrase from the uh, movie, yes, and they're allowing, I think it's some 8,000 fans into this makeshift uh, ballpark? That's pretty good for COVID, but I guess because it's outside, it's okay. Yeah, well, of course, I've been, there's a lot of ballparks now uh, doing that and more across uh, the U.S., but uh, this is kind of neat because what they're going to do is take uh, people, uh, spectators, through the original field of dreams, and then they'll walk into this uh, newly created uh, baseball stadium and baseball uh, field. And, and really, I wanted to get you on because I wanted to talk about the film and why it has resonated for as long as it has, some 30 years later, that Major League Baseball has decided to do this. Why do you think this film... Field of Dreams has had such staying power. Well, you know, I was talking to just to Mary early on. We were talking about how it's a real summer film, and and there's nothing about uh, summer films seem to have that extra resonance. You know, the, I'm not sure why that is, but uh, you said you tend to remember them more when um, for the rest of the year. But uh, I would also say there's, there's sort of a genre you might call the baby boomer angst films, and uh, this definitely falls in that category of a guy trying to realize his dreams all through all through his life. He's never done anything that he uh, he thought was really that scared him, you know, like, uh, you know, they say, don't, don't take care, take a chance. So Kevin Costner's a uh, Ray Kinsella character. He's done everything to write. And now he's doing something totally crazy. And I think at that point, a lot of baby boomers were hitting uh, their forties as 1989. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that just hit the sweet spot in terms of uh, how they were feeling. And also uh, interestingly enough, um, the big chill came out about five years earlier and I was supposed to have Kevin Costner in it, but he was cut out. His, right. his role was cut out. And uh, obviously, I mean, this is one of the films that put uh, Costner on the map or really cemented his uh, status in uh, Hollywood. And and talk to us a bit about his uh, performance, because, I mean, this obviously uh, this role is uh, one of a few, but uh, one that really stands out that it'll always be remembered for. You know, when when he does a sports movie, that just seems to have that extra. I don't know if gravitas is the word for it, but it's 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 a greater believability for it. And and he plays a, a guy who doesn't really want to be a farmer. He you know he's he's married Amy Madigan, and they've moved to Iowa, where, where he's not from. And he's trying to be a corn farmer. It's, he has a pretty impressive cornfield, uh, even though he's not really you know a, a veteran farmer. But I think he's struggling with his identity. And when you see inside his farmhouse, actually, he's got an Andy Warhol print on his wall of Marilyn Monroe, which, which is kind of amusing for an Iowa farmhouse. But um, I think just Costner, you believe him even in the most corny situations. And I, and I hate to use a bad pun about it. <laughs> it's, a, it's basically a Twilight Zone show. I mean, he, he's, he's a guy who's, um, you know, he hears voices in a field and decides to build this crazy cornfield. Uh, not giving anything away here, but he builds a baseball diamond and, you know, figures from his memory and his past come back to to play games, and you know the world's a better place. So a movie like that's always going to resonate. And I think particularly after what we've gone through the last eighteen months or so in the pandemic, this movie that is about hope and is about uh, redemption, uh, those themes I think uh, really resonate here in twenty twenty one. And I, I think the fact that it's outside too is significant. Um, you know, we're all we're all now we associate the outside with health. 
um, more than we ever did before. So a movie like this is like you're out in the fresh air, and it, it's hard to think of a place with a sort of fresher landscape than Iowa. Um, I think I think it's hitting all the right buttons for how people are feeling these days. Yeah, when you mentioned the outdoors, I was also thinking that this film also speaks to tranquility. And I'm thinking about that line from Ray Liotta, who plays the Shoeless Joe in the film. And uh, he asks uh, famously, maybe the next famous line uh, next to, uh, if you build it, they will come, is, is this heaven? <laughs> right? No, it's Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think a lot of people have been saying that to themselves uh, throughout this uh, pandemic, uh, that you get to somewhere that's a little more tran- tranquil, uh, a little closer to uh, nature. We know a lot of people uh, fled the city during the pandemic. Uh, those themes are kind of in this movie as well. Yeah, and also don't forget, James Horner's score is uh, really quite uh, affecting. It's like this, this piano-rich score. It just, it, it, the photography, the cinematography is fantastic as well. And how do you top the sight of a beautiful field of corn? I mean, for a guy who's not really a farmer, he's got a really impressive field of corn. And it looks like he, he looks like he tends to each stock individually. Like he's out in the middle of the cornfield, like digging up each one individually. So it's something. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. Will you be disappointed later tonight? I know I will be as well when they play this game. If the ball players don't come out from center field out of those corn stalks out of the cornfield, I mean they have to, just like the they film. Have to, yeah, if, yeah. Uh, if they don't, it's, it's somebody should go. So cry foul. Yeah. <laughs> Peter, uh, thanks so much for uh, reminiscing with us about the great movie Field of You're Dreams, welcome. and uh, thanks for the time today. Yeah, take care. Bye-bye. You too. Film critic Peter Howell with us. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone. Like Andy's kid. (laughs) For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.